Hello, and welcome to this episode of Sports Communities Doing Sport Differently podcast series. I'm Steve Pallas, founder and CEO of Sports Community. This podcast series has only been made possible through our partnership with Vic Health, and we thank them so much for the opportunity to share the stories and successes of sports clubs who are doing sport differently. By way of background, Vic Health, in partnership with La Trobe University, identified six key principles for designing and delivering sports-based programs. And each week, we talk with the club who are putting those principles into practice and getting amazing results. Today's guest is Kate Haberfield, Secretary of the Warrnambool Tri Club, who will share the story of how and why their club created two new triathlon activities designed to introduce new participants to their club the wonderfully named Couch to Coast Triathlon and the Splash and Dash and Dawdle Triathlon. What two great names for two great activities. So rather than me tell you about these amazing programs, let me introduce Kate Haberfield to the Sports Community Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us. In its original iteration, the Couch to Coast um, event was a women's only triathlon and a what we called a splash dash and dawdle event, which was open to all ages. And our vision around that was jump in with your kids, super short. Um, it's really casual, just, just come in with your kids. So um, both events were non-competitive um, and the aim was just to open up the sport a little bit. Um, the catalyst for that was uh, I was participating in, in one of, in our foreshore event, which is our main Warrnambool Tri Club um, triathlon event, and someone made the comment, "Where are all the women?" And sort of looked around and went, mm, "Yeah, there's not that many of us. What you know? Why is that?" Um, and sort of thinking about it, I, so, I thought, "Well, for someone looking from the outside looking in, there's lots of fit people, you know, lots of high-end looking athletes in this." Sport with you know really good looking gear and that might be a little bit intimidating for anyone wanting to sort of um, take that first step so that's kind of where the couch to coast concept came from and it was a collaboration between leadership great south coast and the Warrnambool tri club to tack those events onto some existing events that the tri club had yeah cool really really clever when you took the concept to the committee. How did the committee react initially? They were super supportive, actually. Um, they just pretty much said, yeah, just put together what you want to do and and by all means you can tack those on, you just organise it, um, which we did. And and my other half, David, was the, the event director at the time, so that helped because he had a lot of um, knowledge around, you know, there's a fair bit of paperwork involved in Yep. Uh, getting events off the ground. So he kind of had that skill set and was able to support there. And the club was super supportive. Really got behind so it. let's have a look at both of those, the formats. And uh, uh, oh, sorry, before we do that, so the target audience for one of better or target participants for the Couch to Coast and the Splash Dash and Dawdle, which is a great brand or will could be a great brand, who was your target audience? Initially, um, it was women for to get some more women into the club, um, but also families. So mums and kids or dads and kids um, 
our kids' events have always been really popular. So there's a huge number of parents sort of sitting on the um, sidelines, but we think this sport really lends itself um, as a great family activity. Uh, so trying to get those people more involved in the club. So were you targeting women and that had participated in try before and trying to get them back to the sport or were you looking to introduce try to a, to a whole new group? Yeah, look, I think naively to start off with, we were looking to get people active. Um, but then in retrospect, and have come to realise that actually, you know, someone who's not particularly active is not going to just jump in and do a try event. Well, some people will, but the majority are not going to jump in and do an event as their first sort of um, foray into getting more active. Um, so we've tempered that over the last couple of years and now more leading with our free training events, recognising that that's the more likely way that people might begin to engage rather than launching straight into that big event, which can be really intimidating. And I think that's such incredibly powerful learning. Like we were talking before going on air that um, those of us that have been in sport for a long period of time, kind of are happy to bounce from sport to sport and just start to participate in the game. But for many that's just a step way too far. And that's what you found in triathlon, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't think it's a deliberate thing, but I think when no. um, it's, first of all, it's a big step for someone to turn up at an event or a club where they don't necessarily know anyone and they don't know the sport. So it's a huge step for someone to do that. And if they get there and everybody that's there kind of knows each other and are chatting and it, it feels kind of a little bit clicky, um, it can be a pretty lonely experience. So I think, um, and this is something our club is very focused on, is if you see a new face there on the day, really go up to them and make an effort and say, hey, how are you going? Um, maybe introduce them to another new person. So try and buddy them up a little bit. Um, and the power of that personal connection and, and uh, the belonging or making people feel like they belong is just a massive thing to get them come, to come back the second time because they've already taken that, massive step to come along the first time for some of them it's a huge step well again as someone has grown up in in sporting clubs it wasn't until i really dived deep into the the research with with vic health uh, doing sport differently that they did in conjunction with latrobe uni and then started this this series talking with different um different clubs sharing their experiences that i realized that one of the key challenge points is that time between when people drive up into the car park and actually getting into the club for the first time is, is unbelievably hugely daunting. And that, that just never occurred to me. Yeah. Right. That, that's interesting because I, I can very much relate to that, that first step being a, a big step to take. Um, I think we're at a little bit of an advantage now with social media. Um, so that's something that our club has used pretty extensively over the last couple of years. Um, one of our committee members, Nicole Barnes, is just a, a bit of a whiz on the social media and has had a really consistent um, presence there and getting images and messaging across. Um, and I think that enables people to sit in their lounge rooms who, who might be a little bit tentative and sort of watch from afar for a little bit. And they're really looking out for those messages and they're looking out for those images of people that are like them because I think one of the sort of catchphrases is you can't be what you can't see. So 
they're looking for photos of people of different ages and different body shapes and different abilities. Um, they're looking for that messaging about, you know, it's not, we're not coming to training to beat each other or anything. It's all about, you know, work at your own level. Um, and I think and social media is a really powerful tool for that and it's available, you know, at very low cost. Well, I was looking through your social media pages or the Facebook page particularly, and one of the things that really was obvious was that you were putting up photos and messaging that related specifically to that audience that you're trying to attract. It was almost creating that environment where they could see themselves doing it, you know, because they could see themselves on a on on the their twenty year old push bike going for a ride in the group because people were doing that and yeah. and they could see themselves going for a run because people were wearing baggy t-shirts and tracky pants and and they didn't have the latest lycra. you you created that environment where people could see themselves doing it. and i think that was that was amazing yeah and look that's just something that we've built up over time obviously for our first event we didn't have that stock of images but um we actually worked with our local camera club and gave them a small donation to have all their volunteers come and do some basically Clever. professional photographs for us. And Clever. that really helped build up that stock of images. Um, we're supporting another local club. Um, and yeah, that uh, things like, you know, bring your mum bike, um, you know, if you need a wetsuit or something like that, come and talk to one of us. We'll try and help you out with gear. We're lending our bikes out for people who want to try a road bike. You know, I've got a spare road bike there. Give this a go. Um, yeah, so just that welcoming kind of, you know, that personal connection again, but also going, don't worry about the gear. It's not about the gear. <laughs> yeah, well, you're creating the, the, the feeling that the person's got before they join as that's just our normal. Yeah, that's that's okay. That's our normal. That's nothing to feel self-conscious about or, or 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 lack of lack of confidence, which is which is brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, the other thing that I just don't want to just skip over because it's it's huge is that that conscious focus on welcoming someone into the club, not letting them walk around like a lost sheep, because our clubs are intimidating. I'm learning for the first time really that that they are that that creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress for people so that focus on introducing yourself making them feel welcome has been a real important part of your program yeah definitely and and look after the first year that we did a lot of reflection and we're still doing reflection we um, had an extensive uh club survey sent out at the end of this season and the feedback that we're getting there, we, we initiated sort of this past season, um, some free training sessions um, and really put that emphasis on more social than serious. You know, most of the sessions are, are scalable to different levels um, and abilities and fitness levels. Um, so the feedback that we're getting there is that that is more likely to be the first step and that environment helps us because I guess our volunteers completely, sorry, our club is completely run by volunteers. So we're flat out running events. Yeah. Um, so it's sometimes really hard to do that. You know, you've got a lot of new people, you've got a lot of things going on on an event day. So these training um, sessions have been a fantastic way to just kind of meet someone more quietly. They tend to have between five and 10 people turn up. So it's a lot more conducive to being able to make that personal connection. And, and once you know a fr friendly face, you know, on event day, 
um, you're more likely to turn up on event day and you know help facilitate other connections. Um, you know, oh, you're a new person, you're thinking about trying your first triathlon, just come along, you know, try a little um, bike ride on a Sunday morning. Um, it's nice and cruisy, great opportunity to have a chat. Just go back to the the, the splash dash and dawdle because I thought that was was really cool. So the the splash, just, how long was the, the the event? So the splash was how big was the the uh, I can't whatever. even remember the specific event, the specific length, but it was basically a I'd say a twenty to fifty meter splash through the ocean. So it's not actually swimming. It's it's at yeah. the beautiful Kalani Beach, uh, sort of located between Warrnambool and Port Ferry. It's a beautiful flat course unbelievable beach um so the kids just kids and their parents or carers just splash through get a little bit wet don't have to completely go under and then they toddle over the sand to their bikes they do a, a small lap on the bike just around um, the oval and then probably about a 50 meter run or dawdle because of the, the beauty of the non-competitive is it's like if you want to bail out early like your toddler has just had enough that's fine. Everybody gets um, we're, we're fortunate enough to be sponsored by our local um, Saputo uh, milk factory. So we get yep. flavoured milks and every kid that crosses the line gets a flavoured milk. And that's just the best thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> oh, the do the debate about participation awards. Um, yeah. the, the, the dash on the bike. I love the fact that you know, it really made it clear that equipment was irrelevant because you had kids on triathlon, uh, uh, triathlons, trikes and, and other Absolutely. things with wheels. It wasn't just, it was just fun. Yeah. Bring whatever you've got and have a go. It's all about having a go. Um, it's not a race. Can't oh, and I think, I think that the fact that you, you you've recognised that one of the greatest assets that clubs have is is the parents that are there watching their kids participate. They want to be doing stuff as well. We didn't recognise that or realise that, and you've created a couple of opportunities for them. Yeah, and look, that's been further developed this year. We we added a new small series of events, the mini series um, triathlons on a Thursday evening over January. So it's that Thursday after work in a time slot where any other part of the year you're probably running kids around for sports and things like that but um yeah so that was just down in our local river and those really they were really small you know short courses um fantastic opportunity for kids and parents to um to do things together and we sort of found with the first week we had a couple of kids and the second week we had a few more and we talked to their parents and then i think in the final week there was a couple of examples where i saw mum going around with the kids as well so um, that was fantastic to see and obviously a real winner for a, a new format which will carry forward for next season as well. So speaking of the format for next season, so are you, what are you going to do with the format? Is it going to change or evolve uh, for the coming year? or? Yeah, look, we're, we're just talking about how we're going to do that now and at this stage we have nine separate events um, on our calendar and pretty much all of the events will have a, a full course, um, a short distance option and kids events within all of those. Um, what we have changed with the Couch to Coast event, I'm not sure whether we're going to carry that branding through, probably not. It was a standalone thing that we added when there wasn't, you know, much women's participation and now there is. So it's become part of the mainstream now. So what we're thinking of doing is actually moving our women's 
triathlon to the end of the season because that gives more opportunity for people to get involved throughout the season via the training options with the yep. you to perhaps culminate at the end of the season doing an event. Yep. Um, and it's not going to be a women's only triathlon. So we're, we've pretty much got 50-50 on our committee now. We've pretty much got 50-50 turning up to events, male, female. Um, and we sort of think that there might be, you know, we don't want to exclude anybody. And I think we've sort of done the work now yeah. to to get women there. And I think, you know, there might be a few blokes that actually want to try that, that shorter introductory distance as well. So, um, yeah, we've moved it to the end of the season. The Splash Dash and Dawdle, that format is pretty much available now at all our events. So, again, whether we'll keep that branding, it just tends to be we just say to parents, look, you can you can jump in with your kids, um, you know, to help them out with those younger kids. Um, so it's become it's, – it's not so much a separate thing anymore. It's really moved into the mainstream of what the club does at pretty much all our events now. Well, just that was where I was going to go with this. So it started off as a, an introductory participation program. What has it become to the club? Um, look, it's it's just become part of our mainstream focus now. I think um, where it, yeah began as a separate thing, it's now just part of what we do. I think with all our imaging and our our messaging online, people can now see themselves. And and we sort of we say that we we cater for everything from social right through to competitive. So we don't want to because there's lots of people who really enjoy the competitive side of that too. Um, but we just want to try and offer something for everybody that you can participate at whatever level you're wanting to. So off the off out of the water and off the bike has it has introducing this program created other benefits for the club um long term or uh, change the way it operates yeah look definitely i think um we we certainly benefited early on with our partnership with the this girl can program and then subsequently we received um, a big health grant which uh enabled us to purchase a couple of rescue boards yeah. which helped support our um, free training sessions. At, you know, we start people off in the river. It's a little bit less intimidating than the ocean. Mm. And we have yep. rescue boards there for people to grab onto, you know, hitch a ride for a little while if you're tired. Um, and we also upskilled uh, some of our committee members to undertake the TriVic Foundation coaching. Um, so that's really made a big impact um, allowed us to add a bit more value to what we're providing. Um, and just having those few things to kickstart meant more messaging around that sort of stuff. We're out there a little bit more and it's helped us attract more sponsorship because I think um, what we're doing is really attractive to businesses. Um, I think that messaging and, and that, you know, broad audience and the inclusion is something that um, businesses are really keen to associate their brands and, and their ethos with. Um, so I think it's been really helpful in, in attracting and maintaining our sponsorship base as well. So that's amazing, isn't it? Just listening to the listening to you talk, it's it's helped you attract coaches. You've now got 50-50 on the committee, 50-50 participation uh, for, at events. Uh, it's helping you attract sponsors. And it and it started with with um, someone someone saying where where are all the women and 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 
and th- now there they are. And and that's that's yeah. been uh, just an extraordinary journey. That's why I've just loved listening to the conversation, both the ones we've had and this one. Uh, if I'm a club and I'm thinking, you know, the, to go down this path and, and introduce participation options for groups that we haven't traditionally offered before, what would be the advice or tips that you would have for them? Yeah, so I, I think um, offering those social sessions with without help sort of alleviate some of the pressure of turning up. Um, so getting the messaging right around that is um, really helpful and using social media, it's just like a very easy free medium to use um, and images definitely help as well. So, um, and partnering with something or using the hashtag, the this girl can hashtag and um, becoming a this girl can supporter helps is one example of how you can help um, support that messaging. The other thing is, I think we touched on it earlier was that if if you actually get someone to come along like if someone takes for some people it's a massive step just to turn yeah. up that first time um, it might be a training session it might be a social session it might be an event um, either way if you and the committee and um, the, your friends and affiliates can really make an effort to go and say approach that person say hey how are you going um, find out a little bit about them welcome them to the club make yourself available for you know help them out to get started yeah, um, I think that makes a massive difference. And yeah. what we've found is that some of the people who sort of have come on board more recently are some of our best ambas- ambassadors for new people because they remember how that felt and they make a real effort to do that. It sets the whole tone and culture of your club. Uh, brilliant. If I can just bring up, just in, in closing, as we kind of look to wrap wrap up the discussion, which is a bit of a pity because as I say quite regularly we could talk for a long period of time but if i just bring up the um the the principles that vic health and latrobe uni have created in the in as a result of their their research and and helping us all do sport differently and and if i just look at a couple of the ones that have really sprung out uh think about the participants and customer experience from the their perspective so Create your social media so they can see themselves doing it. Think about the experience from their point, which you you talked about a lot. And this, and, and I guess that's engaging with the target market is when you realise that really what you did the first time, which was create a competition, wasn't quite right for that that group. So you you came back and and created those skill based social training groups. So looking at again engaging the group. And what that then does is is what you're you've, you're doing and putting into practice is creating that really nice pathway where I can go from and for the record I like both the couch to coast and the splash dash and dawdle brands just for the record but you can go from the couch learn the sport there's a, a progression into the river progression into short form social um, into the water. And then if you want to go into competition, um, there's options from a family that for me to do it with my kids. Um, it's just for every level of, of skill. But as you said, I think the real, the other really important element to consider is skill, um, uh, fitness and confidence. So 
and and then it picks up in, in this best practice and and becomes sustainable because of the way that you've you've done it. So if we look at the theory, it's just it's just a perfectly executed case for why the theory that's coming out of the research of Latrobe Uni and Vic Health is just so powerful and creates a framework that can help us all as we we look to do sport differently. Yeah, well, I don't think we thought of all that when when we were doing it. We weren't thinking that far ahead, but it certainly seems to have played out that way. And look, full credit to an amazing committee as well. We've got a, a fantastic um, leadership team and, and they're all really on board with this concept. So it's, um, yeah, it's a great place to be. Yeah, and that's the beauty of what Vic Health are doing they're doing the research they're funding clubs to go out and do the practice and now and now we're really excited that we get to go and tell the stories and kind of show people hey if you're starting from scratch a blank piece of paper then these steps they genuinely work and they and as and as you've shared with us today Kate and it's been just a wonderful discussion they 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 create just a, a a monumental impact on the club when you when you're able to to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on there, Steve. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us today in the uh, sports community live stream. It's just been awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, it was such a good discussion with Kate Haberfield from the Mournable Tri Club about what they learned when they introduced new formats into their club. I really love that the new formats, Couch to Coast, Triathlon, and the Splash Dash and Dawdle were driven by existing members who looked around their club and they saw there was a group of people that were there watching competitions but not currently participating. The mums, the younger children, the families. So they consciously created opportunities for those groups to participate. As we hear so often in the Doing Sport Differently interviews, it only takes one person to be willing to champion the cause that can create a major change or major improvement in the club. Another common theme coming from the Doing Sport Differently interviews is when clubs are creating new participation options, they often assume that people want to go straight from the couch or non-participating straight into competition. Going straight into competition, as the Mournable Tri Club found, is a step or actually many steps too far for people that are new to the sport, have never participated in your sport, or maybe returning to your sport after many years of non-participation. In the interview, Kate used the word reflection a number of times, that the club had reflected on what they'd done and looked for ways to improve. As part of this reflective process, the club found that that offering the free training sessions was more likely to get people, especially new people, engaged rather than going straight into an event, which they realised for new participants was often really, really intimidating. With the benefit of hindsight, it just sounds so logical. But when the club went back a few steps, created the social training activities for each of the disciplines of triathlon, they were able to build the confidence of their new participants in riding, swimming, and running. Right. And it is just so logical. 
But it, the other great benefit was it was a fantastic way for new participants to build friendships, create social connections, and feel comfortable about joining the club and its activities. The club learned, and what we now know from the research with Vic Health and Latrobe Uni is that often one of the most challenging steps for new participants is going from the car park to the club, inside the club, for the first time. And so the focus of making a conscious effort to ensure new participants are welcomed, introduced, and made to feel really comfortable in the club is crucial to ensure that they come back in those early stages. Another really important element to their strategy that can't be underestimated was their really clever use of social media, making sure that all the images that related to those introductory events were of images of people that they were trying to attract, the type of person they were trying to attract. So they had mums wearing daggy clothes and riding bikes that were 20 years old. So people could imagine and see themselves participating because that's what all the images look like, look like themselves and how they would be participating. And it made them feel like that was absolutely okay. In fact, it was more than okay. That was just normal at the club. Even the terminology the club used, such as bring your mum bike, your mum bike, was really encouraging. And it showed that you absolutely didn't need special racing bikes or expensive lycra or the latest shoes. So as we've seen in many other of the Doing Sport different, Differently interviews, when we focus on inviting new groups into our club, they do far more than participate. I love the fact that now the Warnable Tri Club has got 50-50 gender representation on the committee. And now after running these programs for a number of years, they've also now built their, their competitions and events to have 50-50 male and female. What, a, what an amazing outcome. Just so many lessons, so many great learnings about how a club can introduce a program, reflect on it, refine it, ensure that those that are looking that they are looking to attract to your, their club, feel welcome, comfortable, and stay for the long term. Finally, as I do every podcast, I really want to thank our wonderful sports community members. It's only with your help and support that it is possible to produce all the resources that we do, all focused on making it easier to be a sports club volunteer. So to our sports community members, I say thank you, thank you so much. So if you're a volunteer, you help sports club volunteers, or you know a volunteer that needs help, please check out our website, www.sportscommunity.com.au with heaps more information, not just on today's session, but how we make it easier to be a sports club volunteer. And while you're there, why not click on the membership tab and check out all the benefits of becoming a sports community member. We'd love for you to be a member, and that will help us to continue to make it easier for sports club volunteers. So check out the website and click on the membership tab. Until the next podcast episode, I'm Steve Pallas, and thank you so much for being part of our sports community.